Welcome to your headquarters for knowledge and helpful advice on a variety of topics, all from trusted experts in their fields. It's time for River City Podcast. Thrive Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit founded in 1970 as part of the Economic Opportunity Act to fight poverty. For the past 50 years, Thrive Virginia has supported the well-being of families to ensure that all area residents can reach their full potential and contribute to their communities. By maximizing the well-being of all, Thrive Virginia helps our communities thrive. Today, we're talking to Haley Moog, who is the Community Health Specialist at Thrive Virginia. Can you tell us a little bit about that role? As the Community Health Specialist, I cover kind of a large range of health issues that affect our service area. So kind of my main focus has been on the food access side of things. I also work in expanding other healthcare initiatives in our area. A lot of the work that I do candidly is focused on how can we look at a whole picture of what makes a person or a family successful and breaking it down to that kind of primary care level, looking at the factors that maybe we don't think about that can affect someone's ability to keep a job, provide for their kids, make sure that they're mentally and physically able to do the work that they need to do in order to thrive. And so what I like to look at and what I focus on in my work is really serving those primary needs that are so foundational all the way from the elementary age up into adulthood. If you're running on an empty stomach or you don't know where you're going to get your food from, you don't have a primary care physician, you might let things sit a little bit longer. Those are huge things that really affect our day to day. And in speaking of food access, let's talk a little bit about rural specifically food access and how that affects our community. So when we're talking about food access in a rural community, we're kind of talking about a, a little bit of a different game than maybe a more urban setting or a suburban setting, because what we're really talking about is a large expanded area that doesn't necessarily have the same things that we have access to, like public transportation, gas stations, a huge variety of grocery stores or other sorts of ways to get our food. We're dealing with a a community that is way more spread out. There's a little bit less resources available, and we kind of deal with bigger issues when trying to get food within the communities. We can only be so successful without those things in place. Part of my role and part of my role at this organization is really focusing on those foundational needs of our clients and how we can help promote that healthy base in terms of their lifestyle and how they can take care of themselves physically in order to mentally and emotionally do well and be an active member in their family, an active member in their community. That's a broader sense of what I focus on in my work specifically, because we do so many different things at the organization and everyone kind of has their hands in different work. But when you look at the picture all together, each team that works together focuses on a really different part of an individual's well-being. Part of my job and my role is kind of helping to break down those barriers and serve our community members in a way that is accessible to them. How do you do it? So we do a lot of at-home delivery work. So kind of the way our model has worked in the past is that we do distributions with the option to have them delivered to your home. And that really breaks down the transit barrier. We give people the option to pick it up or have it delivered. And about 90% of our clients choose to have it delivered to their house. That's something that we see over and over again in regards to this kind of issue is that that's one of the main concerns. We do our food distributions surrounding school breaks. So the way our food access program kind of developed was really 
a member of our organization saw a need with kids that were coming to our summer camp and knew that they were going home to empty bridges. And so it really kind of spawned out of that idea that we really wanted to serve our kids in our community and send food home with them. And it's expanded over the past couple of years to really focus around those extended school breaks. We work really closely with the school district to get that information out that we're a resource to parents. And then they can sign up during our fall break, the winter holiday break, spring break, and then summer break. And where is this food coming from? We try to kind of diversify where we get our food from. We do some wholesale stuff. We work with donations. We do food drives. And then we also try to support local agriculture businesses to get produce for our distribution so that we're supporting the local economy as well. Yeah, produce is one of the biggest ones I know where it's unfortunate that the food that's the most accessible is the worst for you. Right. And that's something that we see as well. The way that our food has kind of evolved throughout the decades is that the cheaper the food is, the less quality quality ingredients it is. And we've really lost touch with our food. A lot of people don't have any access to fresh produce, don't work in an agriculture field. So really our whole relationship with food is through a grocery store experience. In these communities that don't have a lot of access to a diversified food source. So let's say we have the option to go to five different grocery stores and we have a car or we use public transit to do that. And then we also have a farmer's market on the weekends. These communities don't necessarily have those same resources, so the options are limited. Can you tell us about some other public health initiatives going on at Thrive? We try to work really closely to serve the needs that are directly reported back to us. A big thing that's coming down the pipeline is menstrual access, so period products. That has been something that has been reiterated to us over and over again through a lot of our different community partnerships. That's a project that we just started actually and implemented and went ahead and distributed period kits to some of our indigenous partners, our school partnerships, and then we're working closely with more local level clinics to distribute that as well. We're trying to expand into the rural health space and serve the needs of that community in the sense of what they've told us directly. And really what they need is that primary care vision dental that kind of comes up over and over again. And that's something that we really want to work on. So we're looking at providing rural area medical clinics to this area as well. There's a lot of primary care physicians that are starting to pop up in the city where Mm -hmm. there's a monthly maybe membership fee, direct primary care, where you can go in and see a doctor for unlimited visits. They, I would imagine, are more likely to set up in a city environment. It's about infrastructure. It's about how are you going to get to your job? Where are you going to live? Affordable housing, all of these things. And it's hard to put foundations in these communities that are easy to build on it. There's a lot of steps that it takes in order to create a resource that is sustainable. And so there's a lot of issues that we face in creating programming, especially in the food and health industry in these areas that is sustainable and that can continue forward. So that's something we really try to focus on in our work is maintaining these projects and making sure that what we're putting out in the community is something that is really needed and community-backed and very pro-client in the sense of it's something that's accessible to them, a sustainable project in the community. Everything you're doing, everything everybody's doing at Thrive comes with a price and you guys are a nonprofit. So hopefully people that are listening today will help, whether that is donating products from the menstrual program to food, to anything, gas cards, anything that they can. And of course, money is always great. In terms of making a donation or helping out the Thrive cause, you can go to thriveva.org or you can call 804-362-6835. And then for anybody that actually is in crisis, Thrive does have a 24-hour 
confidential hotline for domestic violence. And you can call 877-966-4357. Or again, you can also go to the website, that's thriveva.org. Well, Haley, we really appreciate everything you're doing to help these families across Virginia and just the amazing things that Thrive is doing in general. I don't know how we would do it without people like you supporting everyone, rural, city, wherever they are, giving them the best chance they can to be successful and happy in life. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to River City Podcast. If you're interested in setting up a podcast for your business, go to rivercityconsulting.com 